I'm curious to know how relationships mirror Mm -hmm. other aspects of our lives. So when you're coaching someone and Mm -hmm. they're working through a challenge relationally, do you see that there is overlap into just like their internal world and other areas of their life? Yes and no. Men are really good at separating things, like to compartmentalize their life. So if they are dealing with something, you're saying like if they're dealing with turmoil in a relationship, was that the question? Yeah. Yes, you will see that it comes up in their life, but they're very good at shoving it down. They're very good at focusing on one thing and switching when they're with one person, they can be very different when then they're with someone else. It's just part of how they've survived. How is that something that you work through with, you know, the men that you coach? Well, you really want to get them to understand that it's better to process it, to face the emotion, to process it, to face the situation. The way I, uh, that we work through is, is understanding why they don't sometimes want to face it. And there's usually something there that needs to be discovered, right? Like I can, a lot of times already see it, but the process, and I think I've said this before, the process of them discovering it is like that aha moment where they realize that they don't have to really do it like that anymore. They don't have to carry it around like that anymore. They don't have to. It's interesting. I was uh, talking with someone the other day who had uh, left New York and moved somewhere else in another country in Latin America, was dating someone and went to a like awakening retreat and had, and when he came back and shared, it was just literally, I, I was almost in tears because it was phenomenal to see how once that barrier is penetrated and the person is able to, in this case, this this gentleman was able to finally understand that he doesn't have to carry this with him all the time and he this like facade or this like like this like barrier. He suddenly everything started making sense to him down to certain things he'd been suppressing to what his calling really was in life. And just like the excitement in his voice to know that he doesn't have to continue to live like that was like, I was like, this is exactly why this is my calling because it was like such a great moment to hear him say like, shit, I don't have to live like this. Like, I don't have to carry all this around. I can do it differently. And he said, I know this is just the beginning of this journey, but it just feels so liberating to know that I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to pretend to have all the answers. I don't have to pretend to always be strong. And I can just say, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how to make you happy. Amicably separating the girlfriend that he was living with at the time when he had this breakthrough. So the discovery process for the person, like it's a good to like lead them in that way. That's how it works. But allowing them to really have that, that moment of discovery where you're like, oh, I don't have to do it like this. And that's a beautiful moment. And then from there, there's room to like create other possibilities. And that's where I can like, you know, like we can, I can guide them and we can do that together based on what they want to really, you know, get accomplished. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on if you think dating apps have improved the dating experience. It's only, uh, so this is interesting. It's only improved the dating experience 
for the top 10% of men to get most of the matches of the women. But there's there's a but attached to that. But out of those 10% of men that are getting most of the women on these dating apps, it's really done a disservice to them. There's a dynamic that's always existed that men have to, not have to, but it is it is the social norm. It's it's not fair and it's not, not that I, you know, it's just the way, unfortunately, it is that like men have these like, and I like to call them like um, sexpectations, right? These expectations based on our sex. And when I mean that, I'm talking about the two major genders because I deal with heterosexual men. So just to be clear on that. So the expectations are that men do the chasing or the approaching. And, and it's, it's clear in the data, 86% of women still want to be approached regardless of how independent we are, how much money we're making and all of that, you know? So we have the equality in all the other areas, but I guess it's something that's already just in our society. The women want to be chased. My theory behind that is like, nobody likes to be rejected. So women don't want to take that chance to be rejected. Whereas men are already kind of, it's, it's already built into how they do things. They already know that rejection, I don't care how good looking or smart or whatever, are going to be rejected, right? Men just already programmed to know, oh, it's okay. I can take it, you know, and it's part of that whole strength and never be weak and I can be rejected. It doesn't mean that it feels any better or less painful for the man to be rejected just because he's, you know, been through it more. But maybe with certain men, what I've realized that they do, they're able to bounce back from it faster for certain men. Those are the men that actually go out and approach women. The men that tend to not be able to bounce back from it as easily are the ones that tend not to like take a chance and, and, and you know, and approach women. And then women just are really not doing it as much because it's just not socially how we're programmed. There, There's two things. Women are afraid that they're going to be interpreted as quote unquote sluts, which is awful to think that because a woman finds someone attractive or sees what she likes and goes after it, that she's going to be slut shamed or labeled which is utterly ridiculous. So there's always like, I always try to actually talk to men about this. Like you say, you wish women would approach you, but unfortunately, and I've heard this from women and I've heard this even from men, well, she approached me. Maybe she's doing that all the time. Like they almost don't really believe that they are special or they are someone that she just narrowed in on. And it's even actually personally happened to me once I have approached someone and then later down the road, they they don't really like, believe that I don't go around just like hitting on men all the time <laughs> that I'm being selective right and so that's that's happened personally to me as well but the dating apps I definitely think have benefited in a bad way maybe those men are not aware of it yet the top 10% of men right the ones that on paper look really great but you know we miss all the guys through dating apps that have a great sense of humor that their pheromones, maybe he doesn't, you know, he's not six foot and above, but maybe he's whatever height, but he makes up for it in his presence and the way he makes you feel and the way he makes you laugh and the way he treats other people. For me, that's really big. When I see interact with everybody else around me, it really shows me whether this is like, you know, somewhat of an act or this is really who genuinely they are. I try to encourage people to get off the apps as much as possible. Especially the men, because most of them are not getting a lot of attention on the apps. Yeah. Really? 
Yes. You think women yeah. get more attention on apps than men do? Yes, women get much more attention. Uh, the statistics are there. I believe it's women get... So if you look at a 100%, 10% of men are getting about 80% of the women to swipe on them. Only 10% of those men. Yeah. And that's why they're getting like spoiled in a bad way, you know? And then those 80% of women are thinking all men are jerks because they're all swiping on that 10% of men who have this pool of women because they fit this criteria of about six foot and you know when got an MBA at this school or makes X amount of dollars and all this. And and at the end of the day, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good man or a good fit. But because we are all reading a CV <laughs> instead of looking at the person when we're looking at those apps, that's why that 10% of men are getting the 80% of women. And it doesn't even mean that when you finally meet them in person, they're really charming or, you know, anything like better than the other 90% of the men. So out of the other 90% of the men, about 50% of them are getting absolutely no attention at all, no matches. And the other 40% are in the middle and they're getting a couple matches here and there. And women are getting about three times more than most, you know, than the average man, let's say. So it's really skewed um, because there are more men on the apps than women, number one. Number two, the women's selection process is much more rigorous <laughs> than men, but it makes sense from the social setting because years ago, you think about it, for a woman to pick the wrong guy and end up pregnant, and this is not something that we're thinking about. This is just how we're wired. We end up losing a lot more because number one, we're nine months pregnant, then we have the possibility that the person can leave. And you're not consciously thinking that this is just evolutionary how we select, right? And men are not doing that. They're kind of swiping on everyone because it's more of a numbers game so that they can possibly connect with someone for the most part, unless they're in that top 10%. Sounds very depressing. <laughs> I don't think there has been much advantage to society and the dating world by having apps present in our lives. I agree. I agree. I think that what it's done is it's made people get an impression of something that isn't necessarily the reality. And that's a lot of times what I try to explain, especially to like the younger clients that I have or younger men that I come across. They really do believe that like that what tends to make like the social media, you know, the the viral videos that that is like the norm. Same thing with the, with the dating apps, you know, um, that isn't really the norm. There are really great guys out there that just haven't had a chance because their, their perception of what women want is skewed. Now that doesn't mean that the women are not swiping on the guys that are the top 10% because they are. But if you think about it, it's like in an interview process, if you don't get to know someone and you can't smell them when you're sitting next to them and you can't see them smile and see that dimple when they smile or see how they treat, you know, the dog when you walk by down the street and the dog loves them. Like those are little things that, especially for women, really make us like someone more and connect with them. And you're not going to get that in a dating app. I don't care if you have a little video that you can record and all that because everybody's on their best behavior like that. We look for like body language when we're out and we don't even realize that we're doing it. And those cues to say, oh, I really love when they, oh, 
I just had a conversation with a friend the other day. She had met someone when we were traveling and she was like, oh, I feel like I really wasn't um, because it was so quick and they exchanged information and she really didn't give him the attention in the moment just because we were traveling, we were tired. And she's since then been able to connect a lot with him and has gotten to get to know him. And she said, God, he's just such a like, he's just a good human. I can tell he's a really good human. And, and, and this is all because they're getting to know each other. They did physically like find each other attractive, but there was like a, you know, we were on the road and we were heading, you know, we were leaving town. So there was not much that we could do about that, but you know, those things don't come across on a dating app. And unfortunately I feel like people think that that's the only way to do it. I personally don't like dating apps. I personally, it, it's bizarre to even fill out the, the, the prompts about like, if you have this picture with this, with this, uh, you know, um, title of what the photo says. And it's just like, guys are always holding a fish, which is like not what women find attractive or they're like drinking with their friends. And the women are always trying to look perfect. And men are not looking for a woman that like looks perfect because that just seems like a lot of work. And not that men don't want to put in work. They just don't want to deal with someone who's like a princess and is entitled. So you have these like, you know, it's like who's ever putting out their their I think we talked about this last time that women are getting advice about men from other women and men are getting advice from women from other men. And that's where a lot of times like I'll, they'll tell me stuff and I'll say, well, where did you get this from? Like, wh who, where did you get this information from that you've been acting on you know and they're like and it's not working and they're like oh you know my friend told me this or I remember hearing this as I was growing up and now it's just part of like the women with the chasing you know like yes of course a man doesn't want something that just seems so so but it's at the same time they would love to be approached and obviously if a woman's coming up to a man and approaching them and giving them like I think we spoke about it before a compliment there's obviously she's making a move so it's not about like who's chasing who, but a lot of times women are playing these like chase games and men are tired of those games. You know, men want someone that knows what they want, knows what they don't want and, and can communicate it without entitlement and without being like rude or condescending about it. So this is why a lot of men actually have given up on the dating thing because they on one hand have the apps and on the other hand have these experiences with these women who unfortunately sometimes can come off that way because of their own experiences too. I'm not saying that aren't experiences on the other side, you know, but at some point we all have to just take responsibility and say, yeah, this is this, what's going on. is not right. How am I showing up to that? And what can I do differently so that collectively it can, it can be more fun and be better and more interesting because we're all looking to connect and we're all looking to have fun and we're all looking to feel good. But what are we doing to facilitate that for the other person? Okay. Last question that I have. Mm -hmm. Well, you kind of already talked about it a little bit. I was going to have you share like one or two things that keep people from approaching each other in public, despite their interest or, you know, attraction. I guess if everybody's fed up with apps and the whole process, but people aren't taking action in public, we're all at a really big loss, you know? So it's like, how do you bridge the bridge, the gap, you know? So I don't know. If, do you feel like you exhausted what you want or can share on that? No, not at all. Actually, 
interesting. I was um, getting uh, some body work done with my osteopath, who's just a really cool guy. And he's like, he's all about energy and stuff, but he's also like in the, in the army, you know, and he, he, he's in charge of like 80 guys in a platoon. And so he, he, he has a very like masculine presence and way about him. And, but at the same time, he's like really in tune with his energy, like with energy of people, because he works on people, it's body work. And so we're chatting. I had been traveling. I hadn't seen him for three months. And he's like, hey, how, how are your travels and everything? And, and what was interesting is I was letting him know, like, what a difference in the dynamic of being in other countries and seeing the dynamic between men and women. And of course, they have their own thing going, right? Because I love to chat with people and I did. But what was interesting to see is the perception of what approaching is. In America, Canada, and I think the UK, I think most of these studies come from those areas. But they say, like, just the definition of what harassment is. You basically said that one in five men believe that that approaching a woman is harassment. And I said that to, to Drew, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and, I, and I, I feel that, you know, I feel that in a place like New York where we're all in close proximity. And it's, I mean, I, all of my adult dating life has been in New York, so I don't although I've traveled and dated people from different places, but it used to be a lot of fun. And it used to be because you could run into people, you could be sitting next to someone, you could be in close proximity to someone just walking, taking a train, wherever. And you definitely see that disconnect. People don't, you know, they're even more uh, closed off. Where I didn't feel that abroad, I didn't feel that people where men smiled more. Um, it wasn't like they were like, overtly hitting on you but they smiled and they opened the door for you to also like say okay yeah I liked your smile I'm gonna smile back and even that was like a comfortable really stress-free safe right because for women are the safety issues always for feeling and I I really was not looking forward to coming home because like I don't think that is present as much here in the United States anymore I think that like I said, even if we just sit down and define what things mean, it's like, you know, and, and, and it's surprising, but the young men really do believe that even approaching a woman, I'm harassing her. I don't want to hurt. And they, they're coming from a good place. Like they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to bother someone. They don't want to seem creepy. That's a word that comes up a lot. You know, I don't want to be creepy, but it's just like, you know, going up and talking to a woman is not, doesn't make you creepy, you know? And yes, of course, we've all had guys who come up to you and you're like, okay, but to turn it into saying that it's harassment, I just think it's just gone. The pendulum has swung. The overcorrection has happened in the opposite direction in America, at least, you know, from what I'm experiencing myself as a woman and what I'm seeing through clients and the feedback I get from other women. But I will say that, unfortunately, there's a lot of contradictions, right? And you could just see it with the numbers. If one in five men think that they're harassing a woman if they talk to her, that's, that's a lot. 86% of women want to be approached first. So these poor guys. And then what's interesting, and this is what I always point out to women, it's like, let me ask you this question. Is a guy creepy or what he said terrible if he's attractive, if you're attracted to him? Or does that change? Because we're, we're so quick to make a guy wrong for trying to approach us, but then we get upset that they don't approach us. And then we're upset with the dating apps. But then what if we just say like, hey, you know what, this particular guy came out of his way. And I say this, I say, listen, I know you came all the way here and I know it's really hard to go up to women. I really appreciate you coming over to me, but I'm just honestly not interested. But I really appreciate you taking the time and the effort to come and say hello to me. 
and you'd be surprised even like holding your heart like just letting them know that like wow you know like i really appreciate that it's funny how like certain body languages will and they will go oh okay and you could tell that they're not hurt by it they don't feel this massive rejection they respect where you're coming from and they appreciate that you were honest with them and you didn't make them wrong about it that you actually thank them because it is really difficult to go up to a woman and i think that if women understood that they could do that instead of it and understand like you know why it maybe felt like it didn't feel good because i wasn't attracted to this guy but i also don't have to like trash him or make him creepy wrong all the other things that what women can do because he's not the guy that i wanted because i guarantee you that those guys have said the same thing if you were attracted to them the re you would receive it completely different and not by you i mean every you know women and when i say that to them they go yeah i guess that that's true so i'm like so just be compassionate just be a little more compassionate that's i think what you can do if you really want men to start seeing your point of view from things and things that women are important to us women we have to also step into some compassion for what it is that they they go through and the expectations that society puts on them as well i'm excited to see what happens for you <laughs> yeah, me too <laughs> so far actually it's it's i keep myself in that zone that like you know because like i said the beauty of it is i meet a lot of great guys and a lot of great guys that are working on themselves and they're trying to be better. And, you know, uh, and the world is not made for men to be better, to be honest with you. Um, it's not, you know, we have girl power and girl bosses and bitch, 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 whatever, boss bitches and all of this stuff. But yeah, boss bitches, like, yeah. And, and it's like, but we don't really have from like a young man's point of view a teenager and sometimes you know i chat with the young guys too because i live right next to a high school and they you know they're they're so quick to be sweethearts like sometimes they're standing on my stoop and i'm like guys excuse me and they're like oh yes ma'am no sorry you know and i just feel like we've made teenage boys young boys in general an enemy and then they grow into these men and then we wonder why they're closed down and why they, 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 they've given up on dating and all this, because think about it. We don't glamorize. Think about when you see a bunch of teenage boys on a corner, do you think something positive? Like, I mean, I do because I had a younger brother and I just really know that that's such a key time to really talk to them and get to them. But in general, most people don't, most people, we fear them. And if they're men of color, probably even more, unfortunately. So that imagine being that boy that you already go out in the world and you're expected to be strong no matter what. You're expected to cut off your feelings and emotions because that equates into being a real man. And then you're around other boys and young men who are doing the same. And then society is showing you that through media. And then you have women who are just bashing men openly. And, and it's okay because we're trying to empower women. But why at the expense of our young men who eventually become grown men, right? And it's not a zero sum game. We don't have to give empower women by putting, you know, boys down, young men and boys. And we can't make our boys now pay for the sins of the men from the past. You know, like, oh, men have all this power. It's like, I talked to that a lot of them. A lot of them don't feel like they personally have a lot of power. Yes, there are some men that do. And even some of the clients that I have that quote unquote, have power, they're powerless in other areas too. So 
what is with the power struggle? I mean, if we want to really be happy and connected and confident and all of these things that humans want, I mean, I think we can all agree on that. We have to start caring about our young men and boys. And those young men and boys eventually become like the older generation of men. They're the ones out there dating. And the thing is, I think we've kind of shunned them for so long and, and made them feel that they have to pay for the sins of generations of the past or even society, the way society is built. How can each individual boy out there be responsible for that? And then they become a teenager and then they're really like the last people in society that we trust, that we believe we need to invest in, that we want to believe anything that comes out of their mouth. Like they're the worst, right? Like, trust me, like a lot of young men say, where are the role models for us? We have all these girls have role models where are the role models for us? Yeah, it can be a challenging place to be in. Yeah. And I think if, as women, if we can acknowledge that and remember that all those men that they used to be young boys and, and as women, we've always had community. It's always been okay to express ourselves. You know, um, even the idea of like being desired is it's more of a woman's place to be desired for the same reason or for these expectations. So men also want to feel desired. You know how many men have told me like, I, I, why do I have to feel bad about being desired? Because sometimes they equate it with feminine being feminine. It's a feminine trait, or they feel bad that they need to want to feel desired. And that's ridiculous. They're a human being who doesn't want to feel desired in a relationship and or complimented. You know, how many men have said that they do all these great things for their woman, but they don't hear a compliment or very, very far in between they can remember, whereas they compliment their women all the time. And I'm not saying that it's always like that. I'm just saying that be aware of it as a woman, that that is the experience of a man. And there's a lot of shame that comes with the fact that they want to be desired and they can't even verbalize that because it's, again, part of this expectation programming that they're not, they're supposed to always be the one that's doing the desiring and women are supposed to sit back and just receive it. And who doesn't want to feel desired? Like all of us do, like it feels good. You know, so there's a lot of different things that men are dealing with that women are just not aware of, just like men, right? Men are very unaware of the fact until you really sit them down about our safety, that we always are worried about looking down. Like if I get on the subway and it's all men, not that I think as much as I have a great connection and experience with men, I do think, wow, it's all men in here. Let me move to another cart. And those are experiences that men don't understand you know like when was the last time they really thought like that so it's about creating awareness on both sides and being just more open to dialogue versus debate right when we're debating something we're trying to convince the other person of our side but when we're dialoguing we're actually trying to open up a space to create something new and to really get what the experience in the world for the other person is um, and in this case the two genders like you know, like I said, heterosexual men and women.